back to It's the End of the World Unless. And today, my co-host Skinny, unfortunately, is not with me for this episode. Um, He happens to be out of town, but he will be returning on the next episode. Uh, But I have a very, very special guest here with me. Hello, hello. My love, Dab Daddy Don, as he goes by. Mm-hmm. Say hello to the people. Hey, hey. My name's Donovan, a.k.a. Dab Daddy Don. Take a dab when you hear this. Hey. I'm just here to give my POV on some politics today and help out the podcast. Let's get it. Let's get it. So we're going to be talking about prison and police abolition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Juicy, juicy shit. Yeah, um, Especially right now with the climate of things. I mm-hmm. feel like there's no better time to talk about it. Um. I kind of want to just dive into the history of police because I, for one, am for abolition. You are for... Well, you know, we talked a little bit about it before we turned on the podcast. Uh Yeah, I'm more for reform on both issues. So, And I know you're a little bit more towards abolition. So it'll be a nice little back and forth coming up shortly. I'm all the way on (laughs) abolition, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, So with... With it being built on racism, classism, all that shit, I'm specifically referring to police were born from, like, community watch, Mm -hmm. like, neighborhood watch, um, and land surveyors was really all the police was until they turned into slave patrols during slavery. And that is really the model that that modern police is 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 based off of slave patrols and how they how they worked Um, they felt a need to control social order more so than fighting crimes Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so already you're not putting this system in place this team in place for any really productive reasoning uh, well it's still productive because even if the reasoning was wrong did they do even the bare minimum of what they were looking to accomplish which was that social order that they were talking about now the at that point the argument becomes are we better off now than we would be without the police and there's, no. there's, there's arguments on both sides because like you said, the history of police, there's a reason why there had to be police in the first place. There's a valid reason why there are police in the first place. And it's because the very first time you were not armed or prepared to defend yourself, they hoped that there's something some or someone in society that has your immediate defense that's not a court trial that happens six months, a year, two years later, you know, if... If you're getting stabbed in the chest or somebody's wielding a knife But that's not why you, police were put in place, though. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't because not, of the increase it, in crime rate. It's it's what it's become. Be, they've become the Band-Aid that goes over a plethora of issues. Now, <sighs> my argument would be that's where the reform comes in. You know, they should be rebranded as something else because not every problem should be solved with police force. But that comes from, like you said, the history of police 
coming up to a certain point and them not adapting to the times at hand. At that point, it sounds like we are talking about police abolishment, though. Like, you're trying to break down this this hierarchy into all these smaller organizations, right? Or community, whatever. Authorities, whatever. I think the police could stay if they had a more defined and precise purpose. Because right now, like I said, there's just a coverall band-aid. You call 911, who pops up at your house no matter what happens? Yeah. Police. Why? Yeah. Why is that the answer? Like... If the conversation on the 911 call is so short and it sounds like it any danger for any reason, you know where that person is, yes, I agree. You should probably send police just to be safe. Yeah. You know, somebody gets on the phone is like, Hi, oh. <laughs> you trace that line and send police to wherever that was. You don't just send an ambulance because you don't know what happened. Yeah. But if someone says, hey, um, so-and-so is happening, you know, I understand there's a non- emergency line even ask for the non-emergency line shoot if things sometimes things happen that i think do deserve the police and i'll still call the non-emergency line because i'm like nah i'm not even gonna bring a hyped up police officer yeah. into this let me call a non-emergency line so that the non-emergency person can let a non-hyped police officer come and deal with my problem reasonably and they have they have like these different organizations that you can call like i just saw a thread on social media the other day specifically for dc it was like a non like a maybe like non life threatening mm -hmm. issue or something mm -hmm. or like something specific to lgbt or lgbt youth they had like all these different numbers but of course none of those organizations are really pushed because of Big they're not really, police are here yeah. to solve everything. You know, if the police are getting all of the funding, then how are these other... Ooh, honey. You know, where is that money supposed to go? Yeah. Yeah. And with this... So the funding came... Like, they used that to justify putting, like, more policing? Or the more policing came and then the, the more funding came? No, the more funding puts more police in place. Okay. So okay. you got to think about it this way. Every million they drop into uh, uh, any police agency, that's about 20, 18 to 20 officers they can pick up. Okay. So, or that's 10 officers and a couple cars and all their stuff. You know, a million dollars doesn't really go but so far, but when you understand it, it's going directly to bolster an industry that's already arguably pretty bolstered yeah you know if you were to ask me they're more heavily armed than i don't know any capita that they're within yeah who has more guns per person the police or the civilians the public yeah nah, yeah come on it's yeah. a no-brainer so and it, and it and a little bit does start dipping into the argument about um gun reform because okay if i've heard the argument before if, if no one had guns what we got the police for right yeah. Someone's going to make a gun. Someone's going to get a nail gun and run up on you and then be like, yeah, it's not a real gun, but it's a nail gun. It'll fucking hurt yeah. if I shoot you with it. You might actually die if I shoot you with it in the wrong place, but no guns, right? But would you agree that more policing tends to cause more violence? <sighs> especially, especially, especially when a lot of times the places where the crime rates are, are so fucking off the wall that they got to send more police, it's police that aren't familiar with the areas at all or yeah, the type of we... people in those areas at all. You're, and you're, you're very right with that because there was a, uh, 
there was some interview that I was watching where the guy was talking about that. You know, when you have these police forces, you for some reason they aren't sending black cops into the black neighborhoods, yeah. the black problem neighborhoods. Why? Yeah. They send the white cops from wherever the hell. Uppity. Yeah. And they send them here, and it's like, yeah, let me cage the, make sure these monkeys are in line. Of course. Of course they're going to think that. Yeah. But if the people in the hood saw, quote, unquote, one of their own, actually trying to help solve the problems that are around, not just trying to lock up everybody for walking down the street or shoot them for existing. Yeah. There's, there, a whole different narrative comes into place. Yeah. Um, I'll give you another, oh, a little bit of a... Uh, premeditative thing oh lord um because uh i was actually having a conversation with our good friend lawrence last night and mm-hmm. he was talking about where you you might have been sitting in a little bit for it of it he was talking about how the police shootings even though um things the public eye has been on it and yeah. the public eye has been aware of it and there's so much on it they're still putting police shooting pretty often versus uh not versus yeah. prior yeah and he was like well why is that and it seems to be more often and it seems to be more often and yeah. i told him that there's a growing phase there's um growing pains because you're gonna have these super racist areas and these super racist um police agencies that are just kind of sprinkled around and for all these years and all these decades they've never caught anything but yeah. now everybody has a smartphone yeah and it just takes time for all of these racist industries to actually get eyes on them. It's, unfortunately, you're going to keep seeing people die. You're going to keep seeing police brutality. You're going to keep seeing that. But what you really got to look out for is, are there repeat offenders at the same place? Because usually when this something happens, something crazy like a George Floyd or something happens yeah. at that precinct, yeah. that's shit is done no one else wants that kind of fire people get people quit people get fired people just are like i'm I'm not dealing with that because the the whole industry catches so much heat yeah. that it's like you better act right because everyone's already on edge but we've been we've been here like a lot of times even with chauvin i think they found out that he had a couple other incidents before where yeah, they he did. had seriously injured or even killed somebody yeah and there's even cases that were swept under the rug because they have the whole fraternity thing going on within the force um, that are just now coming to light. Mm-hmm. The white girl who shot that um that kid the yeah. other day apparently had priors. Yeah. But that's why, you know, it's unfortunate because these things are happening, but it's necessary because now they get investigated. She had priors. Yeah. She was likely to do this again. How likely is it someone who does something of some kind of racial bias, how likely are they to do it again? And is it likely to be violent again? Look up those statistics. How often is that happening? Is it anything anything close to a third? You're telling me it's okay to let somebody who has a 25% chance of doing one thing, doing it again, and letting them keep the job? But you heard what I said? Listen. That ties into that prison thing. Oh, they got to go back to prison because... Oh, we're gonna lock them up for 20, 30 years because they're so likely to do that same crime again. Yeah, yeah. But now, now you're getting into. Now you're getting into the police having to turn on the police, and they're not gonna do that. It has to be outside uh, investigation. Yeah. It has to be outside unbiased investigation, uh, and it has to be someone who's literally doesn't profit either way. We or saw how much may... we had to push for that with Floyd's trial. They got that outside autopsy, and these niggas were still trying to push the this 
bogus narrative that it was everything but, but the excessive force but, that killed him. But you gotta understand how it came to that. So if you hire a lawyer, that lawyer isn't just gonna get to the trial and be like, you know what, actually, I know this dude did it, so uh, fuck this yeah. guy, I'm out. I know. That lawyer is going to do what he paid him to do, however million millions that Chauvin raised between the white supremacists and whoever else gets funneling money into that that endeavor. No, because not all the cops, because the police chief himself came in and testified against him and said, hey, the way he handled that was wrong. We do not condone that in our precinct. Fuck this guy. He says that on on the, the in, in the trial on TV. Yes, but that's where it has to happen yeah, in order okay. for the anything to happen or anything to stick. That's the place you'd say that. Okay. That's gonna no matter what happens after this, all someone has to do is play that soundbite of him saying that. No matter what happens in the future, whether it's gonna mess with his uh, people that are gonna vote for him or later or not, mm-hmm. somebody can pull that up and they know this is his stand as of right this instant. So all these white racist. Cops that work for the precinct, you know who your boss is for. And you yeah. now you know your boss is on that shit because he has no choice. Yeah, It's literally his job on the line when some shit like this happens. And it's in the public eye, majorly like this. But that's why it's important that everybody, everybody, anyone who hears this, there's a proper way to go about it. You get pulled over and you don't feel safe. Shit, if you're, and I don't necessarily recommend it, I think you should look for some kind of trigger signs. Mm-hmm. But if you're just like super on edge and you just, you know, I just don't trust where I'm at. I don't trust where I got pulled over. First thing I tell you to do, call 911 and say, listen, yeah. I don't feel safe. Yeah. If you got to make something up on the spot because 911, they can't see you. Listen, I don't feel safe. This officer has his hand on the gun. I don't care what happens. I want you to send someone else. I need you to send a squad captain and I'm staying on the phone and you're staying on speaker until yeah. anything happens. Yeah. And so, you know, when this officer walks up, you can say, hey, listen, look at this. I'm on 911 right now. If anything happens, I just want to play things safe. Whatever you pulled me over for, I, please tell me what it was. Yeah. I, if I would have some kind of infraction, hopefully we can both w- walk away from this. Yeah. If you're feeling that uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, I've been pulled over plenty of times and, you know, I, I speed a lot. That's just, that's just what happens. It's the nature of the beast. <laughs> so I've never really been like scared for my life enough that I had to do something like that. I have thought a couple of the instances where I was pulled over some weird things happened, mm-hmm. but it was never like, oh, this is so weird. I'm going to make a phone call. Mm-hmm. Um, I just try to be on the phone regardless from jump. As soon as those sirens turn on behind me, I'm on the phone with my somebody. dad or someone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was going to say, I think a huge shift happened when police went from patrolling on foot to patrolling in cars like when they're put in these areas that they're not accustomed to patrolling on foot of course you're kind of forced to interact with these people that you're Mm -hmm. you're having to supervise you Mm -hmm. know and you you'd get to know them and and how they are genuinely you know and how their struggle their everyday struggle and the shit they have to do to survive and at that point you're not just looking to nitpick any little thing just to get your number straight but once you're in cars, once that once they were put in cars, you're in a bubble. It's you it's and no you're looking through this personal. bubble at all yeah. these people that just, oh, you're doing something wrong. You're going yeah. at that part. You're literally just farming for a prison yeah. because you're just literally exactly. waiting and looking and seeing which which one of my vegetables is ready to be plucked. Which of these carrots is ready up oh, crime. Good. Big, 
Big enough crime or little crime? Yeah. Big enough crime to go in jail? Big boy? Big, big boy jail it is. Yeah. Big boy jail and it is. And if I'm having you. a bad day, even if it is a little crime, I'm just going to fuck your day up too. Fuck your day up. Because yep. I have the power to do that. Yeah, and a gun. Power tripping motherfuckers, dude. And that's... How, okay, so where we're at right now with yeah. how things are, okay. you want reform. How do you take... How do you, how do you knock people that have that much power down? Um, first things first, I think basically there should be a shift for police and you cannot take the, first of all, I think anyone who's a police officer right now should just stop being a police officer. Okay. All of them. I'm with that. All Step of them should one. stop. Okay. Every single one. And there should be a new protocol for hiring police. Anyone who still wants to kind of perform that role, you yeah. get drafted into the military. And if you don't oh, like that no. answer, and if you don't <laughs> like that answer, <laughs> If you did not like that answer, that means you, chances are, you don't need you to are just a power tripping yeah. type. Yeah. You just want to dominate other humans. And that's a problem. You get to go find another job, sir. Okay. I think I'm there should be a very specific type of person who can test back in after being a cop. Like it's reputable. You've been doing it for 10, 15 years. And it's like, oh, there's very clearly this guy's fair. This guy's impartial. This guy is turning in real criminals not the <laughs> this guy was going five miles over the speed limit and i pulled him over because he was going through a speed zone and actually i'm gonna arrest him because he had looked at me weird nah fuck yeah. you dude that's not policing yeah that's bullying it's yeah. straight up bullying you're bullying the Be public petty queen honey petty queen yeah like get out of <laughs> here with that like there's so many other ways to handle the situation yeah i mean it's just it's as simple as I'm okay with that plan because no one should have the ability to take someone's life in an instant like that. If we're going to leave everyone with their jobs as they are. Yeah. Here's the reform I have planned for that. Okay. <laughs> because I think the biggest fear people have is, well, it one of the biggest fears is definitely the fact that they could lose their life, right? Yes. But if all police were basically bumblebees in police uniforms, meaning you sting someone, you die too. Hmm. You, you kill somebody, your job is done. You, you got to make a real decision about whether this person's life needs to end. Okay, so what do you mean your job is done? You just get fired? Yeah, you're done. Lame. You're done. And it's invested because there's already body cameras and shit. So you're getting Lame, investigated Lame, and regardless. you're pretty much blacklisted from any good paying job. Yeah, like it should be like any other felony Honestly, that goes on your record. Now you get all treated. you can do is like feed the homeless or something. Well, the, you <laughs> should have a felony murder on your thing. You should go serve your time. If you get back out and can't get a job, tough shit. Look yeah. at all the criminals. You've done that to yeah, already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the criminals. Quote. I know you guys can't see the air quotes. <laughs> the air quotes criminals that you guys put away. You know those marijuana. I had a eight. I had a KD on me. You put me in jail for twenty years. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, sure. that's not cool. You go get a taste of your medicine. You perform the ultimate evil here. Go get your just desserts. Um, And if... if So are they kind of exempt from that yeah, now? Yeah, they're protected. Wow. So that's part of the problem. Um, That a, during training, they basically are... Be, they become increasingly aware that, hey, we're trained to ra react on a split second because that's sometimes all you have in a moment mm -hmm. you just oh is that a gun is that a camera is that a phone what is it it's yeah. probably dangerous bang yeah 
and they just scare the crap out of everyone during basic training and during academy work. So by the time you get into the real world, everyone's scary. Yeah. And let alone, don't <laughs> let some really scary shit actually happen to you pretty early on. Yeah. Which does happen. Sometimes you got to get called to that one thing that just, it's seemingly harmless. And then all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. Zero to 100. And yeah. you're a veteran on day three. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. But do you now treat every single person after that the exact same way? Yeah. Like you, every single de- situation is at maximum dangerous. Yeah. No. You can't have people like that on the force. Yeah. And that's, that's what else I was going to point out is that I wrote down <laughs> everything that's required for you to even be considered into police academy. Oh, God. So there's an age requirement, <sighs> 21 and older. Okay, you got to be at least 21. Yes. Um, you need to have a high school diploma or GED. Great. So you don't have to go get through high school if you pass a 10th Indeed. grade test. Indeed. Continue. Yes. Physical test, which is like, can you lift 50 pounds or if whatever If you're 21 and didn't pass high school and got your GED, high school PE, chances yeah. are you're some, <laughs> some jock Jacked. ass... I hate all niggers and le- time to go shoot some and get away with it. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So the physical test, mental test, which that can't not, not what word am I looking for here? You can't depend on that. You can't for everyone. Not a strongest enough one. Clearly you, you can't depend on that. You know and what? then personality test. You know what would change? The entire, the entirety of the police force, all in one simple move, dramatically improve all of that. Tell me, tell me. Make everyone who becomes a police officer have a bachelor's already. Why? Because there's plenty of bachelor niggas that are dumb and have... Here's the difference. Like the same amount of people skills. Here's the difference. Like they went throughout college being a fucking dickhead. You had to go through those four years of college and be a dickhead, though, and actually come out the other side with a piece of paper that says I passed. Okay, so for a lot of people, it just means they have money. So what? Okay, but that also means all these dumb people and go check the statistics on the people who are capping these other people, the police who are killing other people. Go ahead and check out what their the extent of their education is. Huh. High school, high school, high school, high school, high school, GED. They're not going to college. That dickhead who just caps somebody it not go to college. I will say, I'm going to say with my whole chest, just because you have a bachelor's degree, don't mean you're smart. It doesn't. But or any degree but, doesn't mean you're smart. It forcefully puts you in a position where you have to deal with a large amount of people and different people in most cases. That's true. Some cases, yeah, you are just Instead of coming straight out of high school and not knowing what the fuck to do, so you apply for police academy. if you went to college and you went through four years of criminal whatever, criminal anything, investigation, criminal blah, 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 you're much more prepared as a police officer to handle any crime, any logical deducing oh you know what this happened because this happened well in that case then they'll just like put you in the fbi or something right like a higher higher up position well like, yes won't that's be usually when you get that that's usually what happens when, when you're you too that. smart when you're a little bit too smart but so they want the dumb niggas that are the whose trigger fingers are, are ready all I, right but if they change that one little rule because so many jobs are doing it already basically just to work at mcdonald's you almost got out of at least an associates so why not have the police force 
if you want to get into the government, it's you got to have a bachelor's. It's just, you got to try a little bit harder. A if little you want to have the authority to kill a people. A little bit. <laughs> prove that you are capable of rational and sensible thought for four years straight post high school. Yeah. Post high school. That's the important thing. Could you even make it through high school? Because <laughs> here's the thing. If somebody were, I think if somebody like myself were to go try to be a police officer. Yeah. And they went and saw, okay. He has some, he made it through high school. Definitely. He got on a roll through the blah, 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 but doesn't have any college. And when you look at his college scores, it's like, they're okay, but he didn't pass. That should be a red flag for you. This yeah. man gave up for one reason or another. You can ask him that. Hey, what happened? Oh, I had a kid or blah, blah, blah. If that's the case, then okay. Maybe you got, you're, you can move. Life forward. happens, right? Life happens. We understand. But that's why these further tests, you, you gotta be more inquisitive, figure out who's yeah. about to work for you. Yeah. Figure out who's about to work for the state. It's not just you. It's the whole precinct and you're representing the whole state. You're literally having people out there that are removing other people's lives just because they're making bad judgments. Yeah. Because they're following. Because they claim to be following orders. Come on. Yeah. And mistaking one thing for another or any number of excuses they want to give. Yeah. But we got to stay on their heels about this. And like I said before... We're going to lose people over it because there's going to be growing pains and it sucks. And I'm, I'm not, I'm really not as optimistic as you about that. I'm really not just because the simple fact, I mean, yes, you have, you have think more things being shown in the public eye Mm -hmm. more frequently. And I know that's a huge factor. That's why it's being talked about as much, as much as it is now, even now niggas don't care. People don't care because it can't relate to them or they care for two seconds and then it's done for. It's up to people like us that are actually passionate about this shit who most likely it's affecting. You have a few that it's not directly affecting that care, you know, just as much. But it's up to us like it always has been, it seems, to really push things forward. And even with us, but by us, I mean black people we get tired of having to push the agenda. You're right. We really do. We do get tired. And it's like, so even with this shit being in the public eye, as often as it is, Mm -hmm. we're not going to have our foot on their necks nearly enough. Like that. I was, (laughs) I'm not a fan of Trump at all, but I was low key. Like, Ooh, let's see what happens if he gets back into office. Maybe niggas will be mad enough to do something. Um, well, at the end of the day, no matter who was voted into the office, literally everyone had to understand that that's the president. And that's kind of what happened even after Biden got voted in. But, um, who's that famous super woke guy? Wasn't he commenting on, uh, anything that Biden has done since he's been in office? He was actually commenting on like, on how, like within the first week or so he signed two things for two different ethnic groups and did nothing for black Americans, Yes, but also went on the whatchamacallit show and was like, you're not black if you don't vote for me. Dude. Oh, man. But on the first day, you write something that benefits um, transgender and... My my faith in politics and representatives and president, all of that shit depleted. So we're going to save that for another episode. Okay, okay. Let's save that for another episode. But I was saying 
I am not as optimistic as you because the fact of the matter is, even with shit being in the public eye as much as it is, you still have police investigating police. And they are forever going to have that fraternity mentality where it's like brotherhood over anything else. Um, not always. It just depends on who they say. Because then you have a Christopher Dorner situation, a man who goes rogue. And then he, he realized like they went into, they wanted to be a cop to change the system from the inside out. And then you realize you can't. Because it was built on such a shitty foundation. So you can't just you can't just do some con- reconstruction and then you're good. No, babe. So once he realized that, he went and shot up a bunch of cops, a couple of their family members, went and hid out in a cabin. Whole police force came, surrounded this motherfucker and lit him up. A black cop. Of course. Black cop. So the people that... that when it's not always it's it's shit like that or they they get they get fired and no chance of getting their pension like crazy shit then then you're kicked out with no remorse when is it not that that fraternity mentality um again it you can't be a fraternity like you can still claim your boy because again that i mean Ultimately, someone has to be on your side, even if you're just paying them like your lawyer. Yeah. Ultimately, someone someone's gonna defend you, if unless you're just some kind of lone wolf and you're like, I do what I want. I'm Batman, and that's, <laughs> that's, that's all you do. You, as a rogue member of the police force, you just literally you don't even answer your walkie. You just go out and solve crimes on your own. You know, unless you're that kind of guy, you're gonna have some <laughs> kind of backing or some kind of following of some sort. It's the um, whole force, dog. So, but. And- that's where it comes down to national eye and people staying on their necks because it's going to happen. We just need to be like, yep, they shoot their true colors. They showed their true colors. They showed their true because colors. You would think keep picking up on it. You would think you would think <laughs> if not the many murders happening literally almost every day, if not a new name to say constantly, if not the day of Chauvin's trial within the hour of announcing the verdict they killed and murdered another young black girl you would think that would be enough for feet to remain on necks Mm, in that precinct now you don't think that precinct the very next morning they the police chief called everyone in the office and was like in what Ohio, the fuck? We, were, we were trying to avoid in Ohio? this shit. Yeah. So now so now eyes are off Chauvin in that in that precinct? Nah, it's like dude, exactly what you just said. If I'm the police chief and now national media attention is on eyes on me and everything we do. Yeah. And I know for the next however long Everyone's going to be scrutinizing every single thing that me and my team does. After The day after everybody does that shit, first of all, you're going home. <laughs> I, I understand I have to pay you. It's in our contract. Yeah. I, that's why I hate it when I see when people are like, oh, that he went home and he got paid. To, it's in their contract. Leave that man alone. That's why he signed up to be a cop. So he could abuse the law and get paid for it. <laughs> what the fuck? Why are you surprised? Why are you surprised? 
Shut up. Oh, Just let him go home. Listen, I didn't know that. <laughs> like, if you murder someone, we're still going to pay you. Just, no, gonna, just you get a vacation. During administrative leave or any kind of investigative whatever, usually you're still getting paid. Usually, unless there is complete and other, like, oh, you fucked up so bad that we get to terminate you instantly and there is no rebuttal and you're just basically in prison until we wait for your case. <laughs> That's a whole different story. But anytime there's any room for any kind of, well, he did this and so I did this. Yeah. You're getting paid while we figure this out. Yeah. And that's just how that, that's how that is. But let him go take his little break. See what I mean? Founded on such shitty values, man. And yeah, but that's a really old law, but that comes back in. All of it is, dog. It is. It is, but that comes back into the, that's why it needs to be updated because a lot of these laws, the constitution, all this shit written by a bunch of fucking old white racists. Like (laughs) we gotta, we gotta update it to the point where everybody's on the same page and everybody's like, that is reasonable as a whole, as a whole. And there are going to be people who disagree. That's not going to happen with police because what they've already set as what they stand for. Yes, but I think, like I, I said, the the bumblebee reform method is probably going to be the would probably be one of the most effective. Yeah, because and that's literally that's helps when you, accountable. you 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 get the same punishment that you've given pretty much. Yep. Anyone? Okay. Yep. Yep. You know, you kill somebody, you are going bumblebee to jail. method. You need to like trademark or copyright, whatever, whatever <laughs> the correct term for that is. But seriously, <laughs> it, it gives everyone a sense of okay. That's why people, like, if they understand bumblebees, they're not scared around bumblebees. They know they can sting. (laughs) They know for damn sure they can sting. (laughs) But they also know that bumblebees are here to serve a purpose greater than just the one individual bee going from flower to flower. And they'll leave you alone. They'll leave leave you alone alone. as long as you're not doing anything stupid. And that's how the police should be. Leave me the fuck alone unless I'm doing something incredibly stupid and you see it. If I'm not, fucking chill out, dude. Yeah. Fucking chill out. Yeah. Um, well, because of, of all of that wonderful police, but, oh, and you know, I, I have a a couple books that I was reading to prepare for this. Um, but in this one book, Prison by Any Other Name, they said police departments in urban areas, they didn't specify, Uh um, even admitted like the existence of formal procedures to maximize the number of African-American and uh, Latinos going well, into prison. That's been proven. I mean, just the fact that they had squad cars patrolling. In case anyone was in denial still. Oh, <laughs> I don't think anyone's in denial. And that's the thing. Some that's, people are, though. Well, but, but those are the people who are getting only media from one source. And they're lost. Like, literally. But that's literally all media. Mm, there's a lot more. It, it depends on where you are. If you're in a major city, you're getting media from all kinds of places. It's a lot harder to have just one main story you push all the time. But if you live in fucking Nebraska or one of these flat states, yeah. and you only watch Fox News, and that's all, it's only ever on Channel 4, and you only ever get information from this one place and your fucking uh, general hospital or, or whatever the hell else you're watching during the day. Yeah. And that's all the information you get. You see maybe 1% black people in the last 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, you're going to have a certain opinion. That's probably swaying a certain way. Probably. 
because you've been fed that information by uh us you know media the people that want you to be all who go red party (laughs) the people shaking the jar trump uh, and that should be it. That should be a podcast episode eventually. Who's shaking the jar? Just quote. Oh, we totally. I'm gonna write that down. Mm-hmm. Definitely gonna be a whole episode. Um, let's see. Uh, let's get into fucking prisons, man. Okay, okay. I let's know we talked a lot about prisons. police. Um, do you have any history on me for uh, prisons? I sure fucking do. All right, let's get it. I sure fucking do. Um, so. Prisons were thought of mostly from a group of like, they were mostly devoted Christians <laughs> to summarize them up. Mm-hmm. Um, they believed that it was a place to redeem yourself, like a place for your soul. Like repent. Yeah. Like a place for your soul to be punished. So you just like, yeah. So you do all this like hard manual labor by yourself in in silence and think about what you did and slap you on the wrist and no, no, no. no more like cut your hand off. You know, but, you know. And that's an interesting take on it. I mean, are they just basically saying, listen, stay here until you are physically incapable of performing that crime again? Well, they said point? early versions offered almost consistent solitary confinement and or hard silent manual labor. Interesting. But, of course, it was for white men only because women were basically like not even people back then and yeah. black people were considered to not have a soul, like soulless. Yeah, basically. Yeah, so why would we go there to punish our soul? We got murdered Lying or, pit. you know, mutilated and or Lying murdered. Pit, tiger pit, bear pit. tortured you know entertainment (laughs) whatever it is you know um for indigenous people also it was the same thing killed just murdered because so and here's the interesting thing to think about because this obviously whenever prisons were invented Mm -hmm. uh obviously a long time ago the average lifespan of a human is much shorter and Mm -hmm. that means you know if somebody were to put a a time frame on the uh, on the uh, the length of time that somebody would be in prison. Like nowadays, hey, you, you're going to go to prison for 10 years, 20 years, 50 years. Mm-hmm. 50 years? If you told somebody 50 years back then, that's like... That's dude, like that twice of their life. life. That's like, like two I, I, I'm times 20. What do you years. mean, dude? That's literally two times as long as I'm going to end up living. Anyways, yeah. If you just let me die of natural causes. So <laughs> you're basically telling me at any point in time, based on whatever laws there are, which... In this day and age, which high school class teaches you what laws are in the state you're living in? Tell yeah. me which one. None. Yeah. So how could it, how could any 18-year-old, not just black, not just Latino, not just anything, any 18-year-old be aware of the laws of the land that they're in when no one's telling them what the laws of the land that they're in are? Until they're breaking one. Yeah. Right, until they're breaking one. Yeah. You yeah. know, they just got to hear secondhand from everyone else that, oh, or just make the mistake by yourself first yeah or are they just relying on christian mentality and mythology just be like you know what if you just follow the ten commandments you're pretty much good you'll be you'll be straight you'll be straight for the most part but also coke don't go to coke like what <laughs> like how <laughs> dude <laughs> and you know it's also interesting prison was considered a reform back then i could understand how prison could be considered a reform back when there were no tvs <laughs> 
Okay, can you explain that logic? <laughs> because I understand why prison is considered a reform, but why are you adding the TVs in there? Because with the concept of like information coming to you from around the world, from okay, anywhere okay. in the world coming to you, yeah, that means like that was the start of, and I don't know if a lot of people really acknowledge it. Probably the radio, probably first, but radio then TV. That's like the timeline of like getting to the internet where we're all talking to each other before it's just big media telling everybody before that is the radio just whatever you heard on the radio is basically god (laughs) and before that it's just whoever the king or queen is telling the duke of whatever the land you're in is whatever that person said is god and now you really got to believe in god because you're never talking to the king ever you just gotta say do whatever he says just off the basis that if you don't they'll send an army to just annihilate your whole village which they might do that anyways fuck and guess what? Put you all in prison. Jesus. <laughs> Where Christ. I guess you just repent for existing, right? Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> old, like old timey stuff is horrible. I couldn't and have like, made it, dog. <laughs> and and when you have such a dated concept, just like take me out. <laughs> yeah, when you have such a dated concept, you try to fast forward that to real time nowadays. Yeah. Everybody has TV. People have smartphones in the jail cells, yeah. getting them in and out of there. Yeah. Like they know making TikToks and shit. Making TikToks and shit. Like <laughs> they are aware of the outside world enough that they know that inside here, no matter what they did, no matter what they did, probably doesn't deserve the level of trash that they gotta deal with. Yeah. It's like, inhumane. It's, dog. It, that's what I'm saying. Like, and yes, there's a level where if you are a criminal and you did something wrong and you need to be put away for X amount of time. Yes. That time for you should not necessarily be pleasant. No, it should wait. Yes. I do think it should benefit you in a way that it betters you so that when you go back out into the world, you don't repeat the same mistake. rehabilitation. Like the rehabilitation process needs to rehabilitate, not yes. just stall, not just and traumatize, you know, cause that's all that's happening once you get them there. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Like, oh, go ahead. Okay, because we're going, we're we're going, we're di- we're deep diving. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to history. Let's okay, go back. Okay. Let's go. Let's back. Let's go back. Okay, so we had penitentiaries for the whites, mm-hmm. and then we had jails for the blacks. But then slavery was abolished, right? Mm-hmm. So then they had to come up with these with these uh these black codes. You're familiar. Black codes. Made up crimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah, yeah. were specific to black people. Like, yes. if a white person did it, it wasn't considered a crime. Like, um, most cannabis-related things. Literally. Yes. So, that's when jails really started to fill up with black people. Mm-hmm. And the folk. that's when it was less on genocide and more on jail. Hmm. So, incarceration, incarceration was the new genocide. Yeah. Um it's just they're profiting on your life while you die. Literally. And they even had something called a convict leasing. Like these like farm owners, landowners, whatever, could rent a prisoner to do work for them. And like they had a saying like if one dies, just get another. You know? Literally. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sure. Literally just like worker mules. The book prison by any other name um, said convicts died from exhaustion, malaria, pneumonia, frostbite, consumption, sunstroke, gunshots, shackle poisoning. So it's probably like um, 
like lockjaw or something related that just from the the shit constantly rubbing your bare skin yeah and i'm sure they're all rusty and, and rusty shit and infected and yeah. yeah i'm sure it does damage and all all types of shit really dog. About, well I, i'm sure if you had asked me i would have been like yeah that would probably be a problem too but <laughs> yeah. if you had asked me that's is that in the top 10 causes of death i didn't wouldn't have realized it yeah yeah uh-huh. so that's that's when prisons were for black people right and then like i said with police how do you reform a system that is built on these principles? You gotta bring it to the 21st century. And that's the main Okay, thing. so with like electronic monitoring? No, not with like electronic monitoring. Because that's exactly what their response to that suggestion was. So let, let's give us specifics. Um, Where is it? I know you got a plan for it. Well, it's the thing is it's happening, and but I think it should be dialed back a little bit from there. Because okay. If you commit a crime, I think depending on the severity of that crime should determine whether or not you are able to qualify for certain maybe programs within the prisoner penitentiary that allow you to better yourself in the future. Like, they specifically took them bitches out. They did. And then you'll have and then more recently you'll see places like Georgetown College that are like, "Oh yeah, we'll accept, you know, felonious People, you know, past inmates, you know, it doesn't matter that you have whatever on your record. We'll accept you as a, you know, as a student. But two things. First of all, you show me a prison inmate that's getting out of prison and, and going to fucking money. college. And has, because who has the money for who college? Money? People that haven't been to prison don't, don't have, have money have the for money college. for fucking Georgetown. And nigga, now that I've been out of prison, I can't, most likely can't get a job because of these fucked up standards that you guys have set so you want to want me to come out of prison you want me to better myself you want me to go to your school but also drop what 120k into debt just that, being a red from the now. so there wasn't like a scholarship or anything no 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 it's just that they will accept you that's no longer a deterring if you check that box on the wow. application you are you can come in now we're not just gonna deny you instantly you're good wow. if you have the money that money's pretty pretty important. Yeah, yeah. Which which means it's really geared towards a very very slim and very definable kind of person, mm, right? Clearly. So let's think about the type of person that would be able to go to prison for any amount of time, come out, and still go to college. I I literally only one type of person popped up in my mind. Smells like a white. Hey, man, and it's not that kid's fault that taking three pounds across the state lines landed him in prison. And how could he have possibly known that shooting that one guy was bad when he was 18? Bro. That was walking down the street with his AR-15. How would he know? His dad dad coddled him his his whole whole life. life. He has his whole life ahead of him. Why would he know that? It was just one mistake. He was having a bad day. You know? He was having a bad day. And the guy just was, like, breathing wrong. He was really asking for it. He Duh. Was just, he was asking for it. Duh. I mean, that's why he did it. Yeah, so it makes completely rational. You know, we got to punish you, though. <laughs> we got to punish you. We can't let this go unpunished because that just sets a bad rep. So exactly. we'll put you in prison for six months. Exactly. Um, maybe less you'll, if you good You'll behavior. get out. You'll get out in good a couple. Behavior. But as soon as you get out, guess what? You know, it's not all over for you, okay? Georgetown has really good programs. <laughs> 
and they let in inmates now. So and your dad got you, homie. Your dad, your dad got you. Know, you. You're not stressing for cash, so you'll get into college. No problem. <laughs> your grades weren't that bad from before. You're still good. Fuck, dude. I hate it here. Yeah. How do you feel about like? I briefly mentioned it. How do you feel about electronic monitoring? I think it's a lot, and it puts a lot on the monitors. Um, so you but, mean like the like the actual people supervising, or yeah. like family? Uh, wait. So what were you what were you initially referring to? Yeah. So when you said that, I was thinking more of something like uh like high tech facility. You know, everybody's basically just on camera in their little cells. It's all clear. Oh no, babe! I'm talking about house cell. arrest. Ah, uh, ah! Uh, I don't know how well that works. Um, what do you mean? You have this thing on your ankle. It says you can only go so far, which is probably like X amount of yards outside of your house, whatever address you register. Um, and I think you can maybe get like certain places registered, like your kid's school or something, if you're the only person able to take them. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, you can't do shit. Oh. Um... Stuck in your house. But you're not in jail. You're not in jail. But now your house is your jail. Yeah, but my house has internet and TVs and anything else. Like when El Chapo was confined to his house, he's living in a fucking mansion. Nigga, most people aren't living in mansions. Sure, but my basic ass house has cable, so I can still not... Like if you told me to sit in my house for the next three years... And someone else has to go get all my food. Someone else has to get all my sustenance. And I can't go anywhere. And I'm stuck in my house. Perfect. You know who that's difficult for, though? Like, addicts. Addicts. Or single moms. And single moms. Extra, you know, people people that. who just need to be out of the house. You know. Out in the world. Because we're not like most people. (laughs) The way we avoid social interaction is not the average. I'd be like, yo, please. thank, Thank goodness. I don't know what I did to ask for the, to get this, but uh, I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm 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 not for it just because it's literally cre- recreating a jail in your house, and you're not just punishing the person that did the crime; you're also punishing literally everyone lives else there. that lives in that house, mm-hmm. or even people that don't live in that house because they're not going to be able to do. If Anything they can't the do their laundry in their, if they don't have in unit laundry, my yeah. nigga, they can't even go to the laundromat and wash their own clothes. Yeah. If you need milk to make dinner, because you just ran out and you literally need half a cup more, you can't run out and get some milk. Nope. Fucking trash. Not to mention, not to mention that now with electronic monitoring, they've, it has widened the net of people that get caught in the system so now instead of it just being you go to jail or you go home or like jail probation or home now it's electronic monitoring because you're at home it's not seen as detrimental so it's just getting put on more people that would have just been let go in the past interesting so my thoughts on that are, is that what they're doing to try to combat um, the populations of the rising populations in prisons? Because yeah, that was their response to like the it, them being overcrowded. 
Yeah, because I was going to say, and we all knew this, that they were going to hit a wall. You know, it's just like, you know, you put bacteria in a Petri dish, they're going to keep spreading until there's not enough room for them to multiply anymore. And then they're just like, oh, okay, I guess we're just, we're full. We're done. Yeah. And that's same things with prisons. Like you can, they can only have, but so many people before you're like, oops, we can't put another one in here, you know? Yeah. I mean, there were a couple things that like were beneficial. They were passed because they were beneficial, uh, like on the forefront, it seems like. But then it also, like I said, just made more people susceptible to being jailed in their own home. So, yeah. um, like one of them was like they made it illegal to in in some state. I don't remember the state, but they made it illegal to set a bond higher than what you're actually able to pay. So because of that, it caused a lot more people to end up on house arrest. So if I was just super dirt poor and I was about to be out on bond and I had to just based on how much I made, for some reason, my bond was only a hundred dollars (laughs) because they just for some reason, no matter what I did, thought I could not come up with a hundred dollars. Yeah. And then I magically did. I just have house arrest now. Yes. 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 That's wild. Because yeah, and for the exact same reasons, exact same reasons you just said. They made they made it an option for people. I think it was like California was the first state where they started releasing prisoners because they were overcrowded. Um, but for like like less at risk offenders or whatever you call them. Um, they were offered the option to go on house arrest or stay in. But most of the time, I think when you get house arrest, you get a longer sentence. Mm, yeah, that sounds about right. Because they're still trying to punish you. And yeah. they understand that a house is less punishment than you going and being in a jail cell. And not having any freedom freedoms. At least you still have a good sense of what it is to be free. You just can't go do it <laughs> that shit's ridiculous yeah. a prison is different you are checked in and you understand you are not leaving for until they say you can go That's so at least with the uh there's still the facade that you could leave on house arrest because it's like if i really wanted to disobey the law fuck this ankle monitor i'm gonna go where i want yeah and it's just do i really want the state off my back like was whatever i did really worth it and should I just freedom was quick? freedom really worth it? Always, always, <laughs> always. Um, but let's 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 widen the the term a little bit because when I say prison abolition, I'm not just talking about like jails. I'm also talking about mental health facilities as we know them. I'm also talking about ICE oh. as we know it, like the. Literally all that shit. I have a, a pretty um, interesting statistic here. Okay. <laughs> um, about ICE. So in 2005, Homeland Security, they changed the catch and release program for immigrants, um, which was if you caught someone that was here illegally, you would they would have a trial for them but while they're waiting for their trial they would be released back to their family Mm -hmm. 
right? They changed that catch and release to catch and return. So instead of being released back to your family, you were just deported. Immigration detention centers doubled in occupancy. In 2000, that happened in 2005. In 2009, they made it mandatory for ICE to maintain at least 34,000 beds. They had to keep at least 34,000 people in these detention centers. By law. Okay. In 2009, under Trump, they increased this mandate to 40,520 beds. And to accommodate that, to accommodate that, no worries. We got you, Ice. No worries. The government shifted $10 million from FEMA to ICE and $200 million from Homeland Security to ICE. So by doing that, they're literally saying, okay, Homeland Security, they think that the likelihood of an outside attack is less than the likelihood well yeah because we pretty much own everybody well we just there's major players in the world that would be the only ones that would be able to compete with Mm -hmm. us in a fire battle Mm -hmm. and all of those combinations destroy the world which is why it hasn't happened (laughs) okay if anyone ever asks you why the world hasn't ended yet that's why yeah because everyone no matter which combination of superpowers goes to war, we all lose. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. So, hmm. wow, that's a lot to think about. That shit's crazy, dog. And just, just to give you some perspective, in, until 2003, Immigration and Naturalization Service, abbreviated INS, contracted with nonprofit organizations and came up with community-based alternatives to detention centers. So immigrants were assigned caseworkers who would help with um, like legal services, housing, and medical services. After ICE and Homeland Security took over INS, of course they cut all that shit out. Uh-huh. And it's sad to see because I can imagine a few ways where the idea behind getting things done was not necessarily the uh, immigration stuff, not necessarily deporting people immediately, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but just the concept of trying to hold them. Yeah. Was probably something that they were trying to get right. But you have such a sheer multitude of people that are getting caught up and basically impounded. And you're making it mandatory to keep a certain number of people and then increasing. And we might need to check the terminology on that because maintaining a bed, if you maintain a bed in a hospital, that just means making sure the room is ready to have, have somebody in it. Okay. Not somebody has to be in this bed at all times. Okay. It just needs to be ready to have it. Okay. But the, but the, the scary part is that they said, Hey, instead of 35, you need 45. Like, anytime you say, especially such a large gap like that, it's concurrent. Yeah. You're basically saying, we need to widen this river 
because there's too many people getting stopped up. It's like mm-hmm. an hourglass. Mm-hmm. We gotta open up that hole so that more sand falls through. We gotta move this, keep this line, get the, get these guys out of here. You yeah, know? yeah. And on one side of that fence, I would say, yeah, it's not okay to just keep holding people. It's not okay to just keep holding people. But the scary part is when you start asking who is really being held. What happened that these guys are the being people being held? Because sometimes these guys are kids. <laughs> Somebody's kids, some pregnant lady, and mm-hmm. whatever. And mm-hmm. it's like, how did you get here? How did like, this happen? How, how is this the best place for you to be right now? Yeah. What were you escaping that this was your best alternative to be in a waiting room to get back to That's exactly what you That's a real motherfucking question. from. Yeah. And then I know a lot of people's arguments that would be, well, if they just took the correct avenues... Dude, that costs money. Yeah. <laughs> you're coming from a dirt poor country. Yeah. If you're escaping that dirt poor country, guess what? I didn't get here on a fucking plane. Yeah. Like, how else did, was I going to get here? Yeah. That plane real. ticket, I could make the money to get that plane ticket in America. No one's paying me that in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Come no over here. No one's paying me that in Guatemala. No one's paying me that in South America. Basically anywhere. Come over here just to face a different kind of terror. Yeah, and it's from these jaded um, people who are guarding the gate. Just like, listen, I've seen enough shit about some of y'all that all of y'all have to be like this, and therefore we're treating y'all all the same way just in case. Yeah. That kind of <laughs> bias that's just insane to the regular person when you just sit down and say it. Yeah. But there's people who are acting on that irrationality every single day. And they still have their job and they're going to wake up and go to work tomorrow and act the exact same way. Because, I mean, the people that are hiring them are the exact same way. Yeah. And the people that are training them to be that way are the exact same way. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it takes it. Something's got to change because whether you want to take a reform approach or you want to take a repeal and replace approach, unfortunately, there needs to be some kind of force that protects the people as a whole whether you call it the police or whatever, you break it into seven different power structures or mm-hmm, whatever, there mm-hmm, needs to be something. Mm-hmm. And then there needs to be something that keeps these people, these criminals, these these unstable people, these just unfortunately are mentally challenged and the challenges that they face make them violent. And they cannot be with the rest of the members of society. There's not an amount of drugs you can give them to make them not that without just straight up sedating them all the time. Listen, okay, so let's get into it. We're not, we're not, we're not trying to drug people. Like what happened to actual rehabilitation? Like, aren't we supposed to be smart? Aren't we supposed to be like masters of psychology? Maybe. Why do we think isolation and surveillance is what's going to help people that are already struggling? You see it with like these rehab centers with fucking like mental health facilities literally everywhere. That's the same constant. The problem is you can't have a privatized mental facility saying, hey, we're going to give these people a test to see whether or not they want to be here. Because guess what? They get paid more for every person that's in there. So they're going to make a test that's biased to no matter whatever you say, even if you're just slightly over the edge of what's incompetent for society. Oh, you got to stay in here. And what we're all psychiatrists instead of psychologists. So 
whatever we feel like drugging you with. Or worse, it's just one guy writing the prescriptions for all the inmates. Okay, so we're back to capitalism fucking sucks and we can't advance until we get rid of it. Okay, cool. Yeah, and that's <laughs> and I think y'all talked about that on the podcast already too. Yes. But, but uh, when you have capitalism as the basic structure for a system that's containing people, other yeah. people, because of things that they've done. It's not so simple as we're just trying to find housing for people. It's not so simple as we just need people to be in a certain place. These are people that, according to some other guy, did at least one thing wrong to make them be here now. They mm-hmm. have to be separated from all the other people because of this one, at least one thing that, that they did wrong. And I think that thing that they did to get here, the severity should matter a lot more. It should matter a lot more. I think nonviolent crime should get you in a completely different arena. You shouldn't be in there with the murder rape. Uh, but even the people that are murdering people and raping people, are we, are we, we, we just leave them in there to rot? It depends. It depends. On what? Is that person rehabilitable? Like, can that person be retrained? Because, I mean, despite maybe popular let's try and then we could talk about it yeah but we're not even trying and i'll give you that with anyone i'll give you that it takes a certain type of person to be like you know what that's what i'm gonna do today i'm just gonna kill a few people like you gotta ask that person why yeah like is there some because they didn't do it the day before they didn't do it three days before they didn't do it a year before that it was something that built up to a certain point. And, and they weren't born wanting to murder, murder people. And the thing is, if you are, if you are, that's the person you have to seclude. It's the person who just grows up and just that part of their brain developed in a certain way, mm-hmm. despite how they were raised. They might have had a private school education and it was all fine and dandy and they thought they were giving this kid the best and for some reason this kid is just still pure fucking evil. Everything in his brain just says, I gotta stab every little bird and caterpillar and mouse that I find. Yeah. That kid needs unfortunately needs to be isolated. But you can look at a CT scan and determine that. Mm-hmm. There's additional testing you can do to determine that. Mm-hmm. That listen for this person however you want to look at it is not salvageable you have to treat them with a different with different gloves i can agree that some people are not treatable or or able to be rehabilitated okay or just you can't make someone want to be better you you can't make them want to be better you can show them better and if they become better that's where Indeed. There's the progress. And Indeed. Look. And you can try to understand and compre- comprehend like where they're coming from. But, and I mean, even if, uh, but see, now we have to like, we have to draw a solid line because if, when, what is it considered to not be able to be rehabilitated? What was done? How was it done? There's a difference between some woman shooting her husband so is that going to be the same standard every time or would it be a case-by-case basis it should be a case and if it's a case-by-case basis who's making this decision a regular judge it should be better judgments coming from judges it shouldn't be so simple as you just go to a penitentiary for x amount of years it should be what happened 
this is the type of uh, rehabilitation you need to take while you're in prison. Schedule it in for you because you did this kind of crime. Unbiased judges. That's very hard. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. It's just. Uh, it's like a oxymoron or whatever. It's so it's so hard for me to to not feel hopeless. <laughs> yeah, and it's it takes a lot of work, but it's happening without choice. Like yeah, look, the ball's rolling. I have here not moving beyond criminalization, but to better define who is criminal and have more effective solutions. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Yeah, and I'll go back to it. There's a lot of people I feel like are in jail that are not criminals. That guy's not a criminal. That that guy you got in jail because he was selling dime bags of weed. That guy's not a criminal. That guy was trying to feed his family. Yeah. Yeah. He was trying to feed his family. Now, he's selling Coke and Molly and, you know, other things all with it. Okay, those are heavier drugs. Do I still think that guy shouldn't get a second shot at life? Still no. He should absolutely be able to get out and better himself. Guess what? He was already trying to be an enterprise of his own. And like I said, I think I said this in a previous episode, those harder drugs earn more money he's not selling harder drugs to kill more people or to harm more people those people are indulging their own consent their own will this man is trying to make money let's look at the fact let's look at why he has to do that yeah why is he in a position where he has to make money this way but no we have to just blame people and yep. point you're the doing, finger. You're doing the things, and that's bad. So yeah, and you, you know it's you bad. Away. Yeah, so you, so you have to be punished. So instead of you making money, someone else is going to make money for you sitting there. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, dead ass. Dead ass. If you're lucky, you'll be able to make four cents an hour. Bro. And that was like a huge thing on social media um, during like the California wildfires mm-hmm. in 2020. They kept like pictures kept being published of prisoners fighting those fucking fires being whole ass firefighters, dog. But when they get out, they can't be firefighters. Why? Because of their fucking Why record. agree to it? You can't. First of all, I think there's a thing where you can't be forced to do outside manual labor like whatever's happening in the prison you close those prison gates whatever happens in the prison whatever happens in the prison but once you get prisoners outside of the prison walls i think there's like you you as a prisoner can decline hmm. so you don't have to go fight that fire you are literally a volunteer firefighter but at that point and that that speaks even more to the the people that you're fucking over yes that's true and at the end of the day i think if you not to say that every person who goes and does something like that should just, you know what, clean that man's slate. <laughs> you know, just whatever he did to get in here, I don't even want to read that part. Just he helped fight this fire, so he's good now. No, that's not how you should look at that at all. There are things that some people can have done that despite them fighting a little fire over here, they should sit their ass right back. Actually, how do you even, even get out there in the first place? <laughs> how did you get let out to go do whatever that was knowing what you did? I just I I I just I just have a hard time saying that I agree with like some people are okay to be locked up like animals I I agree I just have a hard time saying that I agree no it's a very it's a very 
Because if you're going Slim to do that, if you're going to do that, it's a very thin line. Yes. And you need to be doing, providing something, some type of enrichment to these people. Yeah. And that's the main thing. You, that's the main thing that if can you change. are going to confine someone and surveil them and be all big brothers watching you all the time and be on your best behavior or whatever, whatever. Mm. My nigga, give me books. Give me access to the Excuse library. Me. Nice. That, give that me- came out from my soul. <laughs> like, I, didn't even, I didn't even really do anything. I deserved a burp. That just like it just found its way out. Yeah. Said I'm ready. I've been knocking. Um, give me 24 hour access to a fucking library. I don't know about 24 hour access, but access to a library in general. Fuck that. Give me a library, dog. When I worked at an animal shelter, we had this, I was telling you about this. We had this, um, pretty cool program that a lot of the higher ups were against actually fuckers. Um, and I will not mention said shelter but uh we had a program called the prison program Mm. where we would have dogs that were uh antsy for lack of a better word in Mm. the kennel and they needed that extra attention the extra enrichment or they'd go fucking insane and end up having to be euthanized for behavioral issues that showed because they weren't getting let out of a fucking kennel which we're doing to people and people think it's okay but anyway before I get off track they have these dogs and they pair them up with prisoners that signed up to be a part of this program and they'll send these dogs out to live with the prisoners in their cells and they have uh, like there was this one trainer who I loved um, who ran the program and she was the one her and a volunteer would go out to the prisons maybe like once a week Um, during the fall and winter months um, because we couldn't have the dogs there in the summer because the prisoners told them that it gets too hot for the dogs and for them. Mm. Bro. Just leave a moment for that to settle. Mm. Anyway, um, so they have... Yeah, they have these trainers go out and teach a class once a week to these prisoners and their dogs that they've that's been living with them and they teach them all these cool ass tricks and sometimes a lot of the times they're in there for months and it's helping the dog and the prisoner and the dog comes back to the shelter all like tricked out they know all these fucking tricks and we could put all these cool ass signs on their kennel like hey i could do this if you say this i can do this if you say this and they're more more likely to get adopted Mm -hmm. and it's much easier for people to interact with them they show a lot better in the kennel because they're not antsy and anxious you know from not being let out and the prisoner has company instead of being left by themselves confined the, the I time. thought you were going to actually say it, but they learn how to take care of something. They have to show empathy for, especially for people who but committed those. a lot those. of times they already do. A lot of times they already do, dog. Well, but. that Because that's insinuating that they don't already have empathy, well, generally speaking. It's also saying that they're in a prison and that empathy gets squashed down okay, into the fair. darkest pits of. Fair, the fair, back fair. of their minds fair. or else they're a weak bitch and they're getting their butthole taken fair okay. so nah they can't show that empathy until they have something that's like an obvious out you have no choice you got some puppy in your hands like like i don't care how tough you are you got a little 
cute little poodle in your hair. Like, yeah. Oh, I got to shut down. Like, yeah. Tough guy, tough guy mentality is gone. Yeah. I got this little puppy in my hands. It's the most delicate thing in the And it's you depending, put a little Dallas it's in your depending hands? on you. It only has you. It's here for you. And you teach that to a, a, a inmate? Bro, so if you're gonna confine people, have shit like that. You gotta have And even the them. people at the shelter, like I said, higher up, were pushing to get rid of this shit, and they eventually did. Mm. Prisoners even wrote letters, dog. Wrote letters. Yeah, please let us get that back. Please let us keep our dogs, dude. It helps us and the dogs. Nope. Even if they're not getting as much um like showtime they're not being seen as much because they're off site and people tend to not click on prison program on the site when they're trying to adopt a dog this is helping dogs that will most likely have been euthanized otherwise yeah and it's helping us maintain our sanity so it's just oh and that plays into another point that i wanted to bring up for sure um that people are so okay with prisons and the conditions because of the way is portrayed in the media like that's the place for evildoers to go to ah uh, yeah you do bad you go to prison and, and prison is in place to keep you safe and that goes back to these and the cops are in place to put these people in prison to keep to you safe flat earthy flat plain ass places <laughs> where you got one deputy and one sheriff looking after this whole town and that's the only police force they got. Yeah. And you know everyone in this hundred population town by name. Yeah. And so anyone who's doing any evil doing, they've known that kid since they grew up. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you can tell that narrative to any town like that. That's like, yeah, if you're not bad, we don't got to take you in, Jimmy. Right. But then some outsider comes in going five miles per hour over the speed limit. Right. Them. Get this Nick Nog out of here. <laughs> Get this what? Nick Nog. <laughs> I don't know what he thought driving down this road. But yeah, I'm going to show him where he gets off. Right here in this prison. Yeah. With all the rest of them. Fuck. Yeah. And I don't want to tell black people to not just, just not travel to certain places. Just like, I just know where you traveling, dog. Just like, but it's kind of the same thing as I wouldn't tell a girl to watch what she's wearing. Mm. Wear what you want. Mm -hmm. Yes, society is really shitty. You have to be aware of that, though. Mm -hmm. Where are you going? Be aware of what could happen. Mm -hmm. Understand that, yeah, you want to wear exactly what you want. You want to be as comfortable in your skin as you want to be. That's perfectly fine. But Mm -hmm. guess what? If in the back of your mind, you're uncomfortable because X, Y, Z, hundred eyes are all on you all the time and some percentage of them are so creepy that you're uncomfortable, go, guess what? Yeah. Guess what I'm going to tell you after that? Yeah. 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 You should, you shouldn't have done that. Hindsight's 2020, whatever the fuck. Oh, I don't want to watch what I'm doing. Well, I mean, make a decision because the decision you Pick just made. Pick a hill and die on it. Hmm? pick a hill and die on it yeah (laughs) and uh, sorry to say on one of these hills you may actually die so keep that in mind yeah but in the same way black people understand that there are areas that if you can avoid them there honestly sometimes there are white people that are like listen i'm racist as shit like i have a certain type of people that i'm trying to hang around and you just don't want to be in this area. Like, I'm not as racist as Bob over here. Right. 
So I'm just telling you to keep on your way, right? But if you walk two steps this way, Bob's going to shoot your ass. Right. You got to be aware there's places like that, man. Yeah. Like, do some research. Like, the, the internet's out there. Any black people traveling nowadays, anywhere you want to go, do some research on that place. We need, a, we need a modern uh, blue book. Yeah. Is that what it was called? Blue book? Yeah. Uh, oh, man. What was that? What was the Underground Railroad one book that... Uh, told you all the places that were good for black people. Fuck, but don't quiz me right now, man. It was in the, um, it was in, um... Blue Book, I think, is or Black Book or something. something like that. It was book. a color book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where, if no one, or if you're not familiar with what we're referring to, it was a book that, um, I guess it was multiple people, when they traveled, they would just report, you know, restaurants or cities, bars, whatever... Mm-hmm. corner stores whatever that were friendly to black people and they would note the ones that you absolutely should not go to <laughs> yeah. and they would post that they would post shout that out like to lovecraft kind of, country yeah <laughs> for publicizing that more again yeah yeah and yeah they would post that and you would just know and maybe yeah maybe it's time we have there's a still sundown day. towns dog yeah there's definitely still sundown and dude be aware of that yeah be aware of that sometimes i'll have it smack down on the sign and you'll tell because there's a sunset logo on the sign. Mm. Be aware of your surroundings. Yeah. yeah. The signs are there. Yeah. I mean, yes. Clearly, white people like just murdering things for no goddamn reason. But you don't have to be on that menu if you can avoid it. And there's, I promise you there's ways to avoid it. And if there isn't, now you fall into this bracket of how can I defend myself? Yeah. And that's a whole that's a whole discussion for a different podcast. Get your motherfucking gun license, dog. And I don't or don't. Hear, I was about to say I don't want to hear any excuse from you card holders in Maryland now because <laughs> y'all can go get your guns now. So. Yeah, they're trying to make it a thing. So, um, well, I mean, you you stated we're about to wrap this up because we've been going for a hot minute, mm. but you've been stating your your uh, alternate plans. Mm. Your your reform plans, but I never really stated what would happen if we abolished both of those things. If yeah, we I mean, abolish police and and, and uh, prisons. Yeah. So what does that look like for you? So I made a poll on Instagram, and to to my pleasant surprise, uh, overwhelming majority was for abolition as opposed to reform or just not knowing or wanting it to stay as is. Um, But one person brought up to me, oh, well, if we abolish police, who do we call when you get raped? And what? (laughs) What do the police do now? Yeah, that's what I was saying. See, that was a bad example because if you're calling the police after you get raped, were you going to tell them a description? You could have told that to the social worker. Yeah. And there's a significantly lower chance of that guy pulling up to your house and just shooting you on sight. His answer was, some get caught. If you take them away, how does anyone get caught? And I'm like, I dog, you're reaching. 
the investigation process doesn't stop. You're reaching like a motherfucker. You're just taking away the people with the guns and the badges trying to solve that one particular problem. And my specific answer to that was, what happened to community, dog? I think we could literally solve so many of our current problems if we just educated ourselves and then unified off of that education. If we, as a community, just held each other and outsiders accountable, like we did back when, when we still had OGs before they were all murdered or locked up. Mm-hmm. Like we see it in little instances now. There was one time in uh, in Brooklyn, I think it was in 2020, this lady was jumped. She was being harassed in a corner store by these like three, four, four dudes. And as she's walking out, walking to her car, they fucking jump her. Niggas showed out in numbers, posted up at that corner store for like a week following the incident. And they even found these niggas that jumped her like maybe a few days after outside of the town. They weren't in that area. Niggas found them outside of the area. Okay. Why can't we do that? If, if everyone, if uh, everyone is just on a, on a every man for for himself kind of thing which is the way society's built right now yeah everybody's for themselves we can't get nowhere like that clearly but clearly because then you're leaving all the authority to these people that don't give a fuck yeah but unfortunately unfortunately we're relying on that because we have so many people who we can't rely on to be empathetic so that's what i'm saying there would have to be a huge shift i understand that with um like the mentality we have now generally speaking and just what we've been accustomed Uh to and and trained to believe and learn and all that shit we can't accomplish what i'm saying nope that shit is yeah because it's super human, not plausible it's human nature to try to you know abuse whatever system is in place but no matter what it is there's going to be some guy out there being like you know i what? hate how that sentiment I, how can i benefit this off this the most even at the expense of other people and likely yeah. it will be at the expense of other people if i got to get more that means somebody else got less yeah no matter how you slice it unless there's overabundance on whatever that resource is and they're almost never is because there's way too many people nowadays if one person wants something two people want something so if there's a shift and i think that shift could be achieved with mass education not education like we know it now Uh but like black panthers going around teaching teaching classes education if we have that on a mass level like large scale huge scale i think we could do it Okay, but now I, you're I think counting com- on people learning. <laughs> I'm optimistic in that, but that not in much else. really silly. Yikes. Like, well, who, didn't Einstein say it? The only two things that are limitless are uh, the universe and human stupidity. Yikes. Only two things. So, so we're doomed. Yeah, we're doomed, which is the <laughs> high and low of it. It's like eventually That's we're going to hit a high. point where we implode. And... Hmm there's gonna have to be radical change because we tried progressive change or just infinitesimal change and it doesn't work you can't just change things so slowly that you see the incremental change over time yeah 
we are hitting a point where it's like critical mass and you got to make a change there's got to be an off switch or else yeah yeah well i think that is a very very good spot to end yeah. this motherfucker yeah. do you have anything else you want to Nah, um, just I hope people listen to this and realize that there are a lot of options out there. And yeah. as long as we progress and move towards one of these options and we can see steady progress towards, you know, progress. Yeah. That's the main Then that's thing. growth. That's growth. <laughs> then that's growth. Then that's growth. Indeed. And that's, I mean, that's all we're, that's all we're asking for. That's all everyone should be asking for. Right. Just improvement. You know, a generally accepted improvement. Everybody can say, oh, that's better now than it was before. And hopefully after listening to this, if you are or were okay with how things are now, hopefully this will um, push the button to make you rethink things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and put yourself in uh, in other shoes. Well, thank y'all for listening. Thank you, Dab Daddy Don, yep, for joining me, me. Follow me on Instagram at Dab Daddy Don. A. Again, take a dab when you hear this. A. Uh, yeah, this was great. Um, I feel like there's a lot more insight we could give even on this subject if you want to hit me up for the part two. A. But yeah, no, this was great. Uh, yeah. I hope everybody gets a little bit of something out of what was said today. Fuck yeah. If you wanted to read more on this subject, um, I did have a couple books that I wanted to recommend. Um, Are Prisons Obsolete by Angela Davis and then Prison by Any Other Name by Maya Shinwar and Victoria Law. Um, These books, they've really helped me like base my, my viewpoint on prison and police abolition. So I definitely recommend that you check those out also um check out our facebook group it's the end of the world unless uh where we're going to be talking about i mean pretty much everything that i talk about on here but that's where i really want to hear you guys opinions like your perspectives on the shit that i'm talking about um so go check out that group thank you all for listening signing over and out <laughs>